Kaya Vineyard and Winery announces its third annual Jeep show, Jeeps in the Vines, on Saturday, April 20th, 2019 from 11 to 5 p.m. at 5400 Town Creek Road in Dahlonega, Georgia. Beautiful Dahlonega, Georgia. Jeep owners, Jeep lovers, families, dogs, they're all welcome to enjoy live music, great food, and unique Jeeps at the third annual Jeep show presented by Kaya Vineyard and Winery. Guests are welcome to shop from specialty vendors, participate in contests and raffles, and explore Kaya's Vineyard through our Jeep Vineyard Trail Ride. For just $25, register your Jeep in the Jeep Show and receive a swag bag with a free t-shirt, a koozie, stemless wine glass, trail ride token, and complimentary parking. Registered Jeeps are asked to arrive at 10 a.m. You don't drive a Jeep? Well, join us as a guest with $5 parking and enjoy in-house barbecue, wine, and beer available to purchase during the show. And Kaya wants your art to make the event shine. Artists and graphic designers of all ages are encouraged to participate in our Jeep Show logo contest. The winning design will be showcased on all event t-shirts. Plus, the contest winner and their three chosen guests will receive a free night stay in a newly renovated cabin at Dahlonega Resort and Vineyard as well as four food tickets for the day of the event. Pretty cool, huh? Please submit contest entries to marketing at kayavineyards.com. That's marketing at kayavineyards.com. That's K-A-Y-A, vineyards.com. Kaya has also partnered with TLC Humane Society to sponsor dog and cat, cat adoptions throughout the event and accept donations. Cash and check donations are welcome, as well as treats, toys, towels, and laundry soap. Last year, over $1,500 was raised to help our furry friends, and multiple loads of goods were driven back to the shelter. Event will be held rain or shine. Vineyard Trail will be canceled or may be canceled if inclement weather occurs. No refunds will be given. And let me tell you, Dahlonega is a beautiful place for those of you that are interested in, in, in going to this event. It's a lot of fun, and it's, it's all day from 11 to 5 p.m. Uh, great food, great music. It's something you don't want to miss. That's at Kaya Vineyard and Winery, and that's 5400 Town Creek Road, Dahlonega, Georgia. You can also visit their website at kayavineyards.com. That's K-A-Y-A vineyards.com. Well, hello everybody. My name is Britt Jones and you are listening to Throwback Country Music. It's the podcast where we interview the biggest stars from 90s country. 90s country is my absolute favorite decade of country music. You had the greatest singers. The the songs told stories and you knew everyone who was on the radio, you didn't have to scratch your head saying, I think that's so-and-so, or no, that sounds like, no. You knew exactly when a Clint Black song came on. You knew exactly when Winona came on. You knew Pam Tillis from Lori Morgan. You knew Diamond Rio from Shenandoah, and so on and so on. You get my point. But yes, that's uh, that's the best decade of music in any any genre, if you ask me.
Now, I'm so excited about this week. This week, I have my friend Dana Williams from the super mega group Diamond Rio. Diamond Rio is my favorite country music band of all time. I first started listening listening to Diamond Rio, like many of you, when their first single came out called Meet in the Middle. And I was hooked. I ended up buying every album they had come out with and listened to every song on those albums and just fell in love. I remember as a kid when I would mow the grass. I was probably, goodness, 11, 12 years old. And I would put my headphones on and I would listen to my Diamond Rio tapes. Now, as a kid, I wanted to be a country music star. You know, I, I was... Uh, I started singing when I was, uh, I guess, about eight or nine years old at church. And I just fell in love with music. I fell in love with country music. And Diamond Rio was my go-to. I used to try to sound like Diamond Rio. I learned how to uh, pronounce certain words from listening to Diamond Rio. I learned how to uh, sing from listening to Diamond Rio. So this is a really big deal for me to have uh, Dana sit down and uh, chat with me. I saw so many Diamond Rio concerts growing up. There was a place not far from here called Concerts in the Country Lanierland. And maybe twice a month they would have these huge country music shows. And it was like a covered uh, barn, for lack of better words, but it was a really large covered barn and you would go out into this humongous field and walk to the barn and watch concerts I saw so many shows there and one of my favorite shows that I saw there was uh, the Love a Little Stronger tour and opening up that night was Patty Loveless so it was Patty Loveless and then Diamond Rio came on and it was Oh, mercy. Just one of the best shows I had ever seen. I mean, I was just in awe. Not only did Diamond Rio put on a good show, but they play with excellence and professionalism. I mean, they, and the cool thing about Diamond Rio is that uh, they played on every single album. And that's, you know, a little Nashville secret. Many groups do not play the instruments on their albums they hire studio musicians musicians uh, and that's not a bad thing but just uh but you know hats off to the boys at Dime, from diamond rio for actually playing every song on every record and when a diamond rio song comes on the radio you know it's a diamond rio song you've got those certain guitar sounds that they got and then the then the beautiful piano uh in their in their music some of my favorite Diamond Rio songs, let's see. I, I, one of my top favorites is You're Gone. You're Gone came out in uh, the late 90s. And uh, it's one of their ballads, but it has such, I mean, it's just beautiful. And it paints a picture. And anytime a song can paint a picture for you, then you know it's a good song. 
Absolutely beautiful. And let's see, another one. Uh, I guess Mama Don't Forget to Pray for Me was one of my favorites. And one of my favorite records, I would have to say, well, it was my favorite Diamond Rio record is Love a Little Stronger, no doubt. And that uh, album had... Uh, of course, Love a Little Stronger on it. And it also had a couple of songs that were never singles. And you'll hear us talk about those in the interview. But Kentucky Mine and Wild Blue Yonder were both on that record. And those are two of my favorite Diamond Rio songs. Like I said, they were never singles. They were you know, just other, other tracks on the record. But I'm telling you, those two songs were some of my go-to songs when I was in high school. I loved them. And... Um, Walking Away, uh, just, man, they just had so many great songs. And for those of you who are fans of 90s country, if you were listening to 90s country back in the day, you know Diamond Rio songs because they had so many hit singles on the radio year after year after year after year. Uh, they won so many awards. They're Grand Ole Opry members. And they are the best of the best. So if I were to put a Mount Rushmore of country music groups, Diamond Rio would most definitely be on there. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Many of you have told your friends about it. You've shared uh, these interviews on your Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, I've got people listening from all over the world. You know, I did a Facebook Live concert last night where I played 90s country music. And I did a lot of the 90s women in country music because Friday was uh, a day we recognized women. And so I wanted to do a some tributes to some of the, the, the best female artists from the 90s. And so I did some uh, cover songs of Susie Boggess. I did... Um, Patty Loveless, uh, Winona, Tanya Tucker. So I, I did some of these cover songs from these female artists that were huge in the 90s. And, and then I, of course, switched gears and, and did some of my favorite songs from Garth Brooks and Travis Tritt. And so I had people from Ontario, Canada last night. I had people from the United Kingdom. Colorado, uh, of course, here in Georgia, um, Florida, you name it, they were on there last night. And so every now and then I do these Facebook Live acoustic concerts from my home, little, uh, just, you know, simple living room concerts. And so a lot of times they are spur of the moment. I gave uh, about an hour's notice or 45, min 45 minutes notice to my Facebook friends and followers that I was going to do a little 90s uh, acoustic show and it ended up lasting lasting for about an hour and 15 minutes or so and so it was so much fun and I had so many people tuning in and goodness I think we had about a 1.3 thousand views um, but yeah it was, it was a lot of fun and so point being is that I would love for you to go to my Facebook page uh, we have a rather new 
Facebook page that I've, you know, I'm starting and building up for this podcast. And so the Facebook page is at Throwback Country Music. You can go to facebook.com forward slash Throwback Country Music and hit that like button. Just like the page and and anytime I do a uh, Facebook Live concert again, you'll be notified and you can join the fun. And I take requests and we just uh, we go back and forth. And I talk to the people who are commenting and telling me hello and it's just a lot of fun. And I'm not sure when the next one will be, but it will be very soon. But just go to that Facebook page at Throwback Country Music and like it for me and. Uh, become a fan. The show, of course, is growing by leaps and bounds. If you have, uh, if you're just now joining the show, and you want to listen to some of my interviews, I've got so many interviews in the archives. And one way you can check out those archives, just visit the website. The website is ThrowbackCountryMusicPodcast.com. That is Throwback country music podcast.com and you can click on the link that says click here to listen and that will take you to my podcast page where it has every single interview I've had and some of the artists I've interviewed are Grand Ole Opry stars such as Lori Morgan and you can go on there and check out that interview with her you can check out my interviews with Shenandoah, Restless Heart, Black Hawk, T. Ground Brown, T.G. Shepard, Jeannie Seeley, Jamie O'Neill, Thompson Square, Wade Hayes, Billy Dean, you name it, they're on there. And so I've had so many huge stars. Oh, and one of my favorite interviews, and you're, you'll love this if you haven't, if you're just now, you know, tuning into the show. I had an interview with Hee Haw. You remember the show Hee Haw? Well, Lulu from Hee Haw, Miss Lulu Roman. She had an interview with me, and it's in the archives, and that was a really fun show because I I used to love Hee Haw. You know, I remember growing up as a kid, and my grandparents would watch that show at night, and I would I, that's some of my early childhood memories of is them watching Hee Haw, and I also remember them watching the Grand Ole Opry, and for me to be able to interview some Grand Ole Opry stars, that's a pretty huge deal. So yeah, and I, so just plugging away at my uh, Facebook page, and of course you can follow us on Twitter at Brit Jones Music. That's B R I T Jones Music, or Instagram is the same is the same handle. It's at Brit Jones Music. You can also email me your comments and uh, your thoughts about the show at bjones at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. You can also email me on the website, which I told you earlier was throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com as well. And I would love it if you would just hit that subscribe button. The The subscribe button is really easy to find, especially if you're on an iPhone or an iPad, uh, right there where you s- listen to the podcast, it should say it right there on your Apple Podcast on your phone. It should say subscribe. Just hit the hit. Just hit that subscribe button. It's free, and it, I mean it. Literally, literally takes one second to press that button. And if you're on other devices, there are other subscribe buttons available. Whether you're on a Samsung or uh, another type of smartphone. And if you're on a podcast platform like Stitcher or even Anchor or Google Podcasts or Spotify, there should be some type of button 
uh, or link you can press that will allow you to subscribe to the show. Like I said, it's absolutely free, and you'll be notified uh, each week when a new show drops. It'll just give you a reminder uh, to maybe listen to it later on. A lot of people that I've talked to listen to podcasts when they are driving, uh, when they are going on long trips, when they are cleaning the house or mowing the grass or just hanging out, whatever the case may be, or even at work if your boss allows you to listen to the radio. Uh, podcasts are, and like if, if you are new to the podcast world, podcasts are radio, it's radio on demand. That means you can listen to us anytime, anywhere you want to be. You can listen to us all over the world. And so that's really what uh, the podcast world is all about. Radio on demand, anytime, anywhere. Well, without further ado, I'm going to let uh, you listen to my interview with Dana Williams of Diamond Rio. I know you're going to love it. It is such a good interview. He's such a great guy. So just so humble and so funny and he's just he's just a nice guy and he loves country music he loves classic country music and he's a huge fan of 90s country when he and diamond rio were in their huge heyday well thank you so much be sure you check out uh, diamond rio's website for tour dates and music news and go check them out i've seen them several times and they put on one incredible show they play hit after hit after hit Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode. Once again, I'm Britt Jones. Visit me on Facebook at Throwback Country Music. Here you go, Diamond Rio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is such an honor to be here with Mr. Dana Williams today. He is one of the members of country music mega group Diamond Rio. Dana, thanks for being on the show, man. Hey, man, thank you. Say it louder, man. Mega group. I love, love hearing that. Come on. Come on. Oh, man. Well, uh, you know, Dana, do you ever just sit back, and I've asked some of my guests this before, and, and just... Do you realize what a decade you were a part of? I mean, that was '90s country's become its own genre now. How? I mean, is it cool to, to in retrospect, to look back on it? You know, it, it really is, man. I I, uh, I, I do a little uh, a radio show that you know is on several little stations across the country. You know, and uh, I do it every week and. And I set up in my studio, which I have uh, a lot of the awards and stuff that we have been blessed with over the years. Yeah. Uh, as I listen to this music, and I play a lot of the 90s country right. uh, in my little radio show. And, and I just listen to that music and it gives me a chance to listen back to it with kind of different ears, yeah. you know, and... Uh, I look at those awards on the wall and I listen to this music and I just think, man, what a special time uh, just in country music that it was in the 90s. Yeah. And uh, I got to tell you, man, I, I long for it yeah. right now. <laughs> Me too. Me too, man. Yeah. Um, 
What do you think? I'd like to get your wisdom on this. What do you think stood? What what made the '90s stand apart from the other decades? Do you think? You know, uh, you know, I, I believe it was just uh, some of it was timing. You know, it yeah. was just time. You know, and you got to go back to probably about '86. Yeah. Uh, with Randy Travis. Oh yeah. You know, and that was kind of the beginning of kind of what, or that's kind of what I give credit to, kind of the beginning of what we call the 90s country. Okay, uh, yeah. Because that, that record, Storms of Life, and mm. on the other hand, 1982, mm-hmm. those songs, man, I'm telling you, uh, it just kind of opened up a whole world of writing uh, and just gut-wrenching, man. I mean, I had a guy just yesterday tell me, he said, you know, that's what's happened to country music. He said, we don't, you don't have the stories anymore. Mm. He said, country music has always been about, you know, a story of either heartbreak or story of love or or something like that. He said, it seems like we don't have the story in stories anymore. No. And, and buddy, when you go back and you listen to, you know, Clint Black and mm-hmm. Alan Jackson and Garth Brooks and and Brooks and Dunn and, yeah. and Diamond Rio and yeah. just, you know, all these different ones, man, from the 90s. Tracy Lawrence Man, the list is just so long. You listen to those songs, man, and he's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man. The the songs, they were, I mean, I guess the writing was so, it was so different back then than it is today. Yeah, it it just seems like, uh, I don't know, I mean, it just seems like we were more about the songs Mm -hmm. and the singing than we were in the... uh, Yeah, that makes sense. That, that do you remember? Uh, it was a venue outside of Gainesville, Georgia. It was called Concerts in the Country, Lanierland. Lanierland, yeah, yeah. I, man, I was thinking about that the other day. I, I miss going to places like that and hearing. That's when I would go. It was in the nineties, and I saw many acts there. And I, I miss places like that. I feel like that's a. I feel like the only place to go now is. Uh, well, no, I, I take that back. You know, of course, the arenas and all that good stuff. But man. And you probably still get to play stuff like that, but around here in Georgia, I, I don't. We don't have that anymore, and I miss that kind of venue. Yeah, there was uh, there was another place in uh, Calhoun, Georgia. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name. That was a great place for that. Yeah. And you know what? There, it's it's all about those little intimate places like that. Yeah. And to where it wasn't so. You know, arenas are great and all, but man, they are, they're so big and, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, they just, it, they kind of make people, the, the artists seem very untouchable and, oh, and yeah. all that kind of thing where those places like Lanierland seem like, hey man, we were just all in a great, in a yeah. big living room. Yeah. You know? 
That's a good and, one. And uh, that's, that's kind of what's the feel, and it still is the feel mm-hmm. uh, when we play little places like that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Do, do you see, I guess you do, but do you see uh, parents who grew up on y'all now bringing their kids, and the kids actually know the songs? Do you see that at the show? Absolutely, man. We are uh, we're seeing more and more of that. I, I can't tell you it shows how much we hear. You know, this is his or her first concert. Uh-huh. It was my first one, and now that I wanted it to be their first one. Wow. You know, yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, we're we're definitely having, and I'm sure you you're aware of this, but I mean, we are having a little resurgence for yes. sure mm-hmm. of night country. Yeah. And, uh, and I gotta be honest, on our end of it, it feels good, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I had Billy Dean on the show a few weeks ago, and he said, right now, he is busier than he's ever been because of '90s country and the resurgence that it's having. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no a, doubt, no doubt about it. We had we had one of our bigger years last year because of it. Yeah, I I love that man too. That 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 warms my heart as a fan. <laughs> It does, it does the same thing for me, man. I mean, to think that, uh, you know, it's just showing you that that music, that music's got, got legs, man. It, it, it's, it's not a flash type mm-hmm. of scene, you know. That, mm-hmm. That's music that's going to be around for a long, long time, man. Exactly, exactly. And, yet, and me growing up in the 90s and growing up on 90s country, and, of course, my my, my father, he would, you know, his influence, and he, he loved, of course, uh, Merle and Waylon and George Jones and Johnny and all that. Well, when I tell people now, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up Diamond Rio. I'm bringing up Little Texas and, and Patty Loveless, and that's who I grew up on. So it's like those, you know, you guys and, and those other artists, they are, they are who uh, – that a lot of us grew up on and we still go back to. That's who we still listen to when we drive around town in our truck. And man, do you have any idea how how funny that makes us feel? <laughs> <laughs> that, that I am old enough for people to say, hey man, I grew up on your music. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean, man, because, you know, I grew up on Haggard. And yeah. And uh, paycheck and mm. all these different ones. That's what I grew up on listening to, you know, Buck and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, and you know, the clock keeps ticking. Man, Dana, Dana, let me ask you this: when when y'all were hitting it big and stuff, and uh, who was it that you finally got to meet that you grew up on that you were basically just you were starstruck as a fan? Is, is anyone come to mind? Oh man, are you kidding me? I mean, uh, everybody. Uh, Steve Warner was a big one for me. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, I met Steve Warner. You just gotta know, man. I I listened to everything Steve did. I had I owned it, bought it, sang it in clubs, everything, man. I loved Steve Warner, and then when I got to meet him. And not only just meet him, but get to know him and mm-hmm. go have dinner at his house. Oh, wow. And things like that. I mean, it absolutely, you know, you get back in the car and just freak yourself out. Yeah. Thinking that, man, are you serious? And you know what? He is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, man. That's what I heard. Uh, Steve Warner was one. Uh, 
I finally got to meet Merle Haggard. Oh, wow. And uh, just, you know, I didn't hang with him any, but yeah. I did get to meet him a couple of times and talk with him. And and we also, Diamond Rio, we were part of uh, we were part of the bunch that inducted him to the Country Music Hall of Fame on the CMA Awards. Yep, I remember. That's and, awesome. Uh, that was uh, as a highlight of our life, not just our career, but our life, man. Oh, man. And did I mean, y'all, y'all recorded Working Man Blues a while back, right? We did with uh, with Steve Warner and Leroy Parnell. We, we called it Jed Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what we called it. Man, Leroy's a good player. He, oh, man, are shred. you kidding? Leroy, Leroy's. Uh, he is the real thing, buddy, right there. Yes, sir. Um, man, that's cool. And well, so I guess let me ask you this: um, for me, you know, growing up in the '90s as a kid and into my teens, I remember in high school, a bunch of my buddies. Uh, I live in Commerce, Georgia, and uh, a bunch of my buddies, we all bought tickets to Lanierland to go see Diamond Rio and Patty Loveless. Patty opened up for y'all. And I, I just remember, man, as teenagers, you know, because the teenagers that I'm around today, you know, they, their go-to is like Luke Bryan, Al Dean, and all that. And I'm thinking, you know, our go-to when we were in high school and we just got our license was Diamond Rio. Now that, and to me, that's just really cool that I'm talking to you right now. And um, oh, man. so that's just really cool to me, you know? And, uh, but yeah, I, I, the, the, the cool thing about the Rio, about Diamond Rio, the Rio boys is that, the songs that weren't released as singles were some of my favorites, like Wild Blue Yonder. I loved that song, you know? Oh, uh, my goodness. And so, I mean, the, y'all had some really good meat on each album. We, You know what? We really, uh, when we were recording, we really strived, uh, really, really worked hard at trying to find 10 of the best songs Mm. Not just, you know, not just find four songs and then put some filler stuff on there. Yeah. We wanted, we wanted any song that they wanted to pick to be a single, mm-hmm. it's fine with us. Oh, you yeah. Know, that, yeah. That was the attitude that we kind of tried to have. Yeah. And man, there were, there's so many really cool songs that, that I love that's deep on our CDs. Uh-huh. Uh, on my radio show, I enjoy getting to play some of those, man, and just uh, just enjoy them all over again. You know, I mean, yeah. Wild Blue Yonder is definitely one of them. That's powerful, uh, man. Powerful. And Kentucky yeah, Mind. Kentucky Mind was used to be one of my favorites when I was a kid. Kentucky Mind is uh, continuing to be. You know, Kentucky Mind. I'll tell you a quick little funny on that. Yeah. Had we had Kentucky Mind. When we recorded our first record. Oh, wow. And we kept recording and we recorded stuff, you know, like Don't Make Hearts Like I Used To. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. we had Mama Don't Forget to Pray For Me. And, yeah. And uh, Mirror Mirror and Norma Jean Riley and Meet in the Middle was all on that record. <laughs> we couldn't. We couldn't find, we was like, man, we just don't have room for Kentucky Mine on here. Wow. So, I had it on a cassette tape 
Mm -hmm. And I kept that cassette tape. <clears throat> and come time for us to do our second record, which was Close to the Edge, we were recording, and I brought that cassette tape back out. <laughs> said, hey, man, let's not forget Kentucky Mine. We all love it. Yeah, yeah, we need to try to do that. And we go through the process again, and <laughs> the label says, you know what? They just We just don't have, have a spot for it. Yeah. You know? Okay, so I kept that cassette tape. Oh, wow. And the next record came out. It was called Love a Little Stronger. Yep, my favorite record. And the label, I brought the cassette tape out again. And you got to keep in mind, this is two, three, four years. Oh, yeah. And I bring a cassette tape out again. I said, hey, let's not forget Kentucky Mine. And the band was like, man, we just got to do that. <laughs> and the label said, we're going to make room for it. So we finally got to do that on the third third record. Finally got to record Kentucky Mud. Oh yeah. Oh. And it's it's to date the band's one of the band's favorite recordings that we've done. Wow, that's cool to hear. Huh. <laughs> Funny that I mentioned that, huh? Yeah. Um and, and the cool thing about y'all man is that yeah, um you know, a lot of artists, even today, they they have maybe one signature song that everybody wants to hear. Dude, y'all got a lot. Meet in the Middle, Norma Jean Riley, uh, One More Day. I mean, y'all got several big hits that are could be considered one of y'all's signatures. Of course, Meet in the Middle, but you know, you got several more that just are, are the other artists wish that they would have had, I'm sure. Well, you know what? Uh, I've said it before and Say it again, man. We were incredibly blessed mm -hmm. with being able to find find the songs, yeah, and then uh, get then recording them and having the team that we had behind us to, to get them out to the people. And mm -hmm. but you know what? We just did. We're just so fortunate to to find some of those great songs. Mm -hmm. You know and, what? Uh, What's your what? what's your favorite record job ever done? You think? Do you have a favorite that you're most pleased uh, with? You mean a, a favorite CD? Yeah, yeah, full length CD. What's well, your, that's hard. That's hard for me because I could go through every CD and uh, and probably make another CD. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I could yeah. I could take a collection, uh, a compilation off of all of them. Uh huh. Um. Because there's songs that I love off of every record we did. Uh, not that I didn't like him, just yeah. I could go and pick a whole nother record out of the ones that were never on the radio, you know? Right, right. Because I just loved so many of them that we did. And there was very few songs that we did that all six of us wasn't going absolutely man i love that mm. you know very few and, and I, a lot of people may not know this dana but you guys which is rare especially today you guys play on your records right played every note yeah we didn't have uh we didn't have anybody else other than 
the completely record, we had uh, an orchestra come in mm-hmm. and play on uh, a few things, but the band played everything on everything. So, How did you get the label to actually go with that? I mean, isn't that pretty hard to do, especially back then? Well, or? it was, especially at the time, but you know what? Thank kudos to, to Tim Dubois, who was at Arista Records at the time. Uh he came and heard us live and yeah. he believed us and uh, he just kind of just said, you know, we picked out the songs and he kind of turned us loose and let us just make our own record, you know. That's and, cool. uh, and that's what we did along with Mike Clute and another fellow by the name of Monty Powell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to make those records and uh, never did... Uh, we never got one bit of, you know, of anybody trying to get us to do anything different. You know, it was yeah. always, you know, you guys need to get in and do another record, you know. That's cool. So it was a, you know, you, you don't know how good it is until you're not doing it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, but uh, we realized it yeah. for sure, how, just how sweet we had it. Yeah, man. That's cool. That's cool. And, of course, yeah. our Grand Ole Opry members, I'm sure that's a big deal. Since 1998, baby. Yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, that, has, that was another big highlight for me. You know, I've, uh, I've kind of been a, kind of inadvertently attached to the Opry my whole life. So, mm. um, you know, I've got, I've got uncles that are members of the Opry. You're kidding. Yeah, Bob and Sonny, the Osborne brothers. Oh my word! They are my uncles, and they're they're the ones that originally had Rocky Top. You know, if yeah, you don't oh yeah, know. yeah. And uh, so I've been here in the Grand Ole Opry my entire life, man. And then for me to come along decades later and become a member of such an institution, it's just that is big, uh, kind of surreal, you know. But uh, yeah, huh. But we treat that uh, with the utmost respect and and very thankful to be a part of that. Mm, that's cool, man. I uh, I got to go backstage for the first time. I was uh, I know you know John Barry. He's a buddy of mine. But he uh, oh. him and his wife let me go with them one night, and so I got to experience how sacred that backstage is in those rooms. You know that's that's pretty special. Yeah, you ain't kidding, man. That whole that whole deal, man, is a. Uh, that's a special, special thing right there, you mm-hmm. know. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Dana, man, I'm so glad you called in. This has been fun. Absolutely, man. <laughs> you know, anytime I can talk about country music, I'm about it, baby. Yeah, and you've done a really good job at it, man. And uh, <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, we'll, be on, we'll be on the lookout for your radio show, man. I've, uh, I've, I have heard it before. and uh, but I'm Radio Rehab. Do what? It's called Radio Rehab. Radio Rehab, okay. And, uh... Is there a website for it, Dana? Yeah, RadioRehabShow.com. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I'll, I'll be pushing that because that's a... I'd love to hear your show. Yeah, man. That'd well, be awesome. Well, man, uh, next time you're around, I'll come up and say hey to you. Okay, man. What's this called again? Throwback Country? Throwback Country Music, that's right. All right, man, I'm going to check you out. All right, buddy, you take care. All right, man, I'll see you. Bye-bye.
I want to give a big shout out to my local sponsors. My local sponsors are who helps me keep this thing going. Right here in Commerce, Georgia. So I want to give a shout out to Wilbanks Law Firm. Chris Edwards with Rodan and Fields, Simmons Heating and Air, Olivia Freeman with the Hardegree Team, Keller Williams Realty and Atlanta Partners, Little Ward Funeral Home, Hyman Brown Insurance, Life's a Party Party Rental Company, El Perian Mexican Restaurant. A big shout out to these sponsors. Thank you so much for what you do and for the continued support you give me on this show. If you would like to advertise with Throwback Country Music Podcast, no matter where you are in the country, hit me up. Email me at bjones at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. That's B as in boy, Jones, at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. And I would love to hook you up with some information on how you can advertise on this nationwide podcast. Well, thanks so much for listening to today's interview with Dana Williams of Diamond Rio. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you to Kaya Vineyards and Winery for sponsoring this show. Be sure you check out their big event coming up in April that I mentioned earlier in the show. That's going to be a fun, fun day, especially if you live in and around the North Georgia area and in Dahlonega's in driving distance. Man, it's going to be such a fun day, so be sure you come and check that out. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast and for liking us on Facebook and all of that good stuff. So much more to come at Throwback Country Music Podcast. Well, I'm Britt Jones. Have a wonderful week, and come see me again next Monday right here on Throwback.